A reading from the Book of Sirach. Wrath and anger are hateful things, yet the sinner hugs them tight. The vengeful will suffer the Lord's vengeance, for he remembers their sin in detail. Forgive your neighbor's injustice. Then, when you pray, your own sins will be forgiven. Could anyone nourish anger against another and expect healing from the Lord? Could anyone refuse mercy to another like himself? Can he seek pardon for his own sins? If one who is but flesh cherishes wrath, who will forgive his sin? Remember your last days, set enmity aside. Remember death and decay and cease from sin. Think of the commandments, hate not your neighbor. Remember the Most High's covenant and overlook faults. The word of the Lord. as the east 
is from the West. So far has he put our transgressions from us. The Lord is kind and merciful, slow to anger and rich in compassion. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, none of us lives for oneself, and no one dies for oneself. For if we live, we live for the Lord. As if we die, we die for the Lord. So then, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. For this is why Christ died and came to life, that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Peter approached Jesus and asked him, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how often must I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus answered, I say to you, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. This is why the kingdom of heaven may be likened to a king who decided to settle accounts with his servants. When he began the accounting, a debtor was brought before him who owed him a huge amount. Since he had no way of paying it back, his master ordered him to be sold, along with his wife, his children, and all his property in payment of the debt. At that, the servant fell down, did him homage, and said, Be patient with me, and I will pay you back in full. Moved with compassion, the master of that servant let him go and forgave him the loan. When that servant had left, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a much smaller amount. He seized him and started to choke him, demanding, Pay back what you owe. Falling to his knees, his fellow servant begged him, 
be patient with me, and I will pay you back. But he refused. Instead, he had the fellow servant put in prison until he paid back the debt. Now, when his fellow servants saw what had happened, they were deeply disturbed and went to their master and reported the whole affair. His master summoned him and said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you your entire debt because you begged me to. Should you not have had pity on your fellow servant as I had pity on you? Then, in his anger, his master handed him over to the torturers until he should pay back the whole debt. So will my heavenly Father do to you, unless each of you forgives your brother from your heart. The Gospel of the Lord. So as I was preparing this homily, turned on my computer and went to one of the websites that I sometimes use for background information, and this ad popped up on the computer for a T-shirt. And on the T-shirt it said, I'm going to let God fix this, because if I fix this, I'm going to jail. You know, sometimes God has a really funny way of pointing us in the direction for our homilies, but uh, I, I got the point, I got the point. You know, as human beings, we have a very highly developed sense of justice, okay? And I think it's partly because of our being made in the image and likeness of God, who is all justice, supreme justice. So we, we have this hunger to make things right when we see something wrong. I mean, you know, think about it. Think about what's really popular in culture for our entertainment, our books, our movies, our TV shows. You know, we like stories of revenge. They're very popular. You know, think of an old story like The Count of Monte Cristo, okay? This is a guy who's wrongly imprisoned in the Bastille in France in like, I don't know, the 1600s or 1700s. And while he's in jail, he hears from this old prisoner the story about a fortune that's hidden away. So he escapes from jail, he digs up the fortune, and he spends it all seeking revenge on the people who put him in jail. Something a little more modern, uh, one of my favorite authors, Tom Clancy, writes these you know, thrillers, these action-adventure thrillers. He's got one called Without Remorse. And uh, it's a very exciting book, but on the other hand, the main character um, has his fiancée murdered, is murdered by a, a drug gang. And so he spends the rest of the book hunting down the drug gang one by one and killing each one in a, in a different manner. I guess a deacon really shouldn't admit liking a story like that. But it goes to my point of, of how much we have this, this idea for justice. You know, you, you can think oh, so many films this way. I mean, almost any Liam Neeson film, it's the same plot, right? Someone gets kidnapped and he goes out and he seeks revenge on the guy. We just love to see the good guys beat the living daylights out of the bad guys. Don't we? I mean, sometimes I think that people would be more attracted to the passion narrative if it was more like a Marvel hero movie where Jesus comes off the cross and zaps all of his enemies with thunder and lightning coming out of his fingers, right? In the gospel, there's even people who ask Jesus to do that. But that is not his way. His way is merciful. His way is slow to anger. His way is rich 
in compassion. Our Lord calls us, as his faithful children, to imitate him, to lay aside vengeance, and to be fonts of his mercy in the world, forgiveness for those who have wronged us, so that they may taste a sample of his mercy and his love. Let's not kid ourselves. He's really serious about this. Look at what we just, or, you know, recall what we just read in the Gospel of Matthew. The servant who had himself benefited from forgiveness loses the forgiveness. He's ultimately doomed because he would not share that forgiveness with others. It mirrors the wisdom from the first reading in the book of Sirach, where he says, could anyone nourish anger against another and expect healing from the Lord? In other words, when we nourish anger inside of ourselves, we block the love and compassion from the Lord. By the way, if, if you don't read Scripture on a regular basis, I can tell you the book of Sirach is a great place to start, okay? Full of wisdom. Read a line or two here and there. The passage from Sirach today was uh, selected by the church specifically because of how well it goes with what Matthew's Gospel tells us today. Now, earlier, a few chapters earlier in Matthew's Gospel than what we read today, he describes Jesus teaching the disciples to pray. He teaches them the prayer that we have come to know as the Lord's Prayer, the Our Father. And in it, as Matthew describes it, he says, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. That's the literal translation from the Greek. Nowadays we say, forgive us our trespasses because the church doesn't want us to think this is purely a monetary obligation. Matthew, of course, was a tax collector, okay? He was called from his tax collecting role. So he writes what he knows about. He writes about debts and he writes about loans and things like that. And so throughout the gospel, you'll see Matthew use the word debts as a metaphor for sins. So is living Christ's way of forgiveness difficult? You bet it is. It's really difficult. But it has power to make great change for the good. And I'll tell you a story. I'll give you an example from one of our saints. Some of you may be familiar with the story. In fact, I think we might even have someone who has picked it for a confirmation name. Not this time, not this year. No, we have in the past. Saint Maria Goretti. Maria, when she died, was only 12 years old. Okay? She was a beautiful uh, teenager, but uh, what we would describe nowadays as, a, as an early bloomer. She was so beautiful, in fact, that an older teen who was bordering on adulthood uh, by the name of Alessandro Serenelli was absolutely filled with lustful desire for her. He kept trying over and over to seduce her, but she, you know, rebuffed his attempts until one day he got angry and tried to rape her. And she pleaded with him not to do it because it was sinful and an offense against God. That enraged him even more. He choked her and he stabbed her over and over and over again. I forget how many times, but it was a lot. It was in the teens, like, you know, 15 times or so. It took her three days to die. Three days in agony. But on her deathbed, 
she forgave him. And she prayed that one day he would be in heaven with her. Now, he was caught. He was sentenced to 30 years in prison. While he was in prison, he had a dream. He described it as a, as a vision of her coming to him. He was so overwhelmed by her forgiveness that he radically changed his life there in prison. And at the end of his sentence, after the 30 years, the first thing he did when he got out of jail was he went to Maria's mother and begged her forgiveness. She forgave him, and the two of them together attended Maria's canonization. That's powerful. That's incredible. Maria was named a saint both for defending her chastity and, and for the extraordinary forgiveness she gave Alessandro. Forgiveness so powerful it saved his soul. Now, most of us aren't going to be changing the whole world. It's not likely to happen. But all of us can change our little part of the world around us by putting into practice what our Lord has asked us to do and spread His mercy and His forgiveness to the people who come into our lives. I mean, I'm looking around the church. I don't think there's anybody here who's going to go full Rambo on his enemies, right? None of y'all planning to take your revenge and, you know, hunt down and kill them. But I will point out to you that our catechism equates the gossiping, the sniping, the destroying someone's good name, good reputation as the moral equivalent of actually killing somebody. So it means we must strive not to hold on to a grudge because holding on to a grudge, nursing a grudge is just what Sirach warned us against, nourishing that anger that blocks the flow of God's love to us. I've used this example before, but we have to try not to react to that crazy, you know, road-raging driver that we've all encountered. You think about the stories you've heard in the news about these, these road-rage incidents, right? Driver number one does something stupid. Driver number two gets really mad about that and says, I'm going to get that sucker, and goes after him. Driver number one says the same thing, back and forth, two against one, one against two, until something tragic happens. And the whole thing could be avoided by letting it go, by forgiveness, by passing on the Lord's mercy, whether the other person's aware of it or not. Now, by the way, none of this means that you give up your right to self-defense. If someone is actively, physically attacking you, the catechism is quite clear on this. You have the right, if not even the moral obligation, to defend the gift of life in yourself. But once the threat is over, then it stops. You don't go two years later down the road and see him on the side of the road and, and go after him. That's not the way. And it doesn't mean that you have to be a doormat for an abusive person. Obviously, you remove yourself from that person's presence, but you still have to give them your forgiveness, as difficult as it is to do. If living this way seems too difficult, and I readily admit that it is, but we can ask for God's help. He knows it's hard. 
He gave us the example up on the cross when He said, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. He left us the sacrifice of His body and blood, His soul and divinity in the Eucharist for us to share with each other in part as an act of mutual forgiveness, mutual sharing of mercy for one another. With His help, with His help, we can find the strength to let God fix the wrongs done to us instead of taking vengeance into our own hands. God love you.